Welcome back to another episode of It's Not the End of the World. It's me, Krithika, and I'm recording this on Friday, June 9th. Yesterday, June 8th, was my first day at my summer job. I guess it's not really a summer job, but I'm starting it in the summer, so I'll call it a summer job. Um, But guess what time I I woke up yesterday? Did you guess? Probably didn't get it right. 4 a.m. I have not woken up that early Actually, I think that's the time I woke up because our flight to Greece left at 6, so we had to wake up early. But I haven't woken up that early in a long time, Um, and so it was jarring. It was a lot, but, you know, I did it. I got to work, and everything was fine. I tried to go to bed early the night before, and I think that helped a little bit. Like, I woke up, and I think I had just finished a sleep cycle, so I wasn't as tired as I thought I would be. Like, today I, I woke up at 6 to go back to work, um, and I thought that I w- would be, like, more awake than I was yesterday because I would have another two hours. I went to bed about the same time that I did yesterday, um, or, like, the night before, and you know what? It, I felt way more tired this morning. Maybe it was, like, residual tiredness from waking up at 4 a.m. the day before, or I was in, like, a deeper sleep like part of the sleep cycle or whatever but yeah it was rough way rougher getting up today but I did I went to so I'm working at F45 as a trainer so I went to a class today and oh my god it kicked my butt it was a hybrid class it was a mix of like cardio and resistance um but it was a lot I mean it was good I loved it it was just like in the moment I was like oh my god I can't I can't do this but I did it so and so did everybody else in the class. We did it together. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm really excited to start working there. Um, I helped out and kind of, like, shadowed classes Thursday morning. That's why I got up at 4, because the first class is at 5.15, so I had to get there at 4.45. So I woke up at 4. I like to have, like, the mornings to myself. Like, I like to kind of go through things slowly, but I really didn't have that much time um before I had to like drive over there so I I don't I like surprised myself I was much more awake and into it than I thought I would be for that time and yeah it was inspiring to see everybody coming to work out at 5 15 in the morning I was like whoa I don't know if I would do this if you know I didn't have to be here but so glad to see that so many people came totally made it worth it to wake up at 4 a.m to help all of them get a good workout in but yeah, if you don't know what F45 is, it's like a, it's an international brand. So it started in Australia. Actually, funny thing. So I had to do like all these training videos, like watching all this stuff about F45 and how to be a coach and all these things. And a lot of the videos are um, people like people at HQ and HQ is in Australia because that's where the company started. And so it's really funny because um, so, like they're from Australia, so they have an Australian accent. It's just, every time I hear an Australian accent, like, all I think about is H2O. I used to, I think I still follow, like, Tyler something, and he makes all of those, like, H2O TikToks, and he's like, R&R, clear. So, and recently I watched Cody Trains, and, like, he, 
um, just finished his Iron Man. Well, not just, I guess it's been more than a month, but he finished his Iron Man in Australia and he was saying that people were saying like, Gar Cardi. And so like every time I hear their Australian accent, like those are the things I'm thinking of. Um, so it just makes me laugh, but yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's an Australian company. Um, and it's basically like a group fitness environment, but you're getting personal training. So the class is taught by two personal trainers and like we're giving you one-on-one training throughout the workout, um, as you work out with like other people around you. So it's pretty cool. I really like the classes, um, like as a participant. And so I'm super happy to be on the coach side now. And it was quite magical waking up at 4am coming back. Uh, I think I came back home a little bit before nine and I basically had the, like I had finished work for the day and I had the entire day ahead of me to do whatever I wanted. And I didn't really feel that tired. I kind of hit a wall around like 4.35 PM. And then I was like, all right, I'm ready to go to bed. But I forced myself to stay up till nine. And then, yeah, I think I went to bed by 10, but yeah. Okay. That was a little life update oh my god whoa did i just say update that was a little life update but let's get into today's episode how to be present so if you listen to last week's episode i talked a lot about my personal like chronic social media exposure and usage and how that has desensitized me personally to some extent and how that could have maybe desensitized other people to a certain extent and I think that that has really like kind of sparked within me the idea of how to be present how to be in the moment I think those are things that it's very easy to forget about uh, how important it is to be present especially when you're always looking at social media and you don't even realize it like I do so today we're going to be talking about how to be present. I did a little bit of digging online and also, you know, just kind of from my own personal experience, what I've been trying to do this year so far to help me stay a little bit more grounded and a little bit more present in my day-to-day life. Because I find myself, especially the past couple weeks, I have kind of just been like going through the motions a little bit, especially with driving. I feel like I'll be driving and then I'm going on a path that's very familiar to me that I've been going multiple times. All of a sudden, like, I'm home. Like, I just, like, zoned out the entire time and um, wasn't really aware of, like, wasn't really perceiving (laughs) that I was driving back home. And you know what I mean? I think it's a weirdly common experience. A lot of people kind of zone out when they are driving a familiar, like, kind of route or path. Um, And I found myself doing that a lot recently. Um, and you know those moments where you, like, almost get into an accident and then you're, like, hyper-focused and you're, like, hyper-aware again, so I just don't want to get to that point, Uh, although today I almost got hit by a truck. It was not my fault. This person was changing lanes and I guess I was in their blind spot and they didn't see me and then I had to, like, swerve into another lane. Thank God there was not a car there because I would have hit it, but anyway, so just, like, things like that, like, I don't want it to get to a point where... I make a stupid mistake because I'm so zoned out and so, like, out of it. So, yeah. So, first off, let's start with the definition of present because I think a lot of people can have different definitions for what this word means. And so I just want to 
tell you so so we're on the same page I'm going to tell you kind of like what I think about when I think about how to be present so when I say present I mean being existing or occurring at this time now and that definition is from dictionary.com I had to do a little bit of digging because a lot of places where like a lot of websites were saying present like as a gift and I was like no that's not that's not the same present that we're talking about today so but yeah so I found that definition and I thought that that was perfect for how I want to be talking about that word today I think my smart goal has shown me that it's very easy for myself not to be present um if you didn't listen to last week's episode my smart goal for June is basically I want to stay off social, like scrolling through social media mindlessly when I'm on the toilet, just like in the morning or like throughout the day. I find that if I take my phone in with me and then I'm all of a sudden I'm like, I've spent 20 minutes on my phone, like scrolling through Instagram when it could have just been like a three minute ordeal. And so I think that part of the reason why I wanted to talk about how social media desensitized us is because of my smart goal. And part of why I wanted to talk about how to be present is because of talking about how social media has desensitized us. So all these things are like kind of connected in a way that I didn't really realize until I was um, like kind of creating my talking points note thing for last week's episode. So... Anywho, trying to say that everything is connected. Yeah, so here are some things that I find helpful. And again, it's stuff that I find helpful. So take it with a grain of salt. It's not necessarily going to all of a sudden help everybody become like 100% focused and present on the current moment. I think now too, it's really hard to do that. We have a lot of distractions in life. Um, a lot of uh, reasons why or maybe things that make it easy to be not present and it's hard to undo those habits or get rid of those temptations to not be present all the time and also it's hard to be present all the time and there's a lot of shit going on in the world and being super like hyper aware and focused and knowledgeable about these things it can be a lot to a lot to handle so yeah just these are just some things i'm just putting out there just giving you some ideas um that people online have said are helpful and some things that i think are helpful as well so i think a big thing is scheduling non-screen time every day and so what i mean by non-screen time is basically like time where you're not on your phone you're not on your ipad you're not on your computer anything that is like a digital screen you're not using it so I like to do anywhere from 15 minutes to however long I'm feeling like that day. I think this is something for me that's very intuitive. I just go based on how I'm feeling. If I feel like, oh, you know, like my eyes are burning or I'm tired of sitting, like I just want to get up and do something, then I'll put all my devices away and just like go for a walk. And sometimes this means that I don't listen to a podcast or sometimes I'll be walking and listening to a podcast or music and my ears start hurting so I just turn it off and then I'm just walking with my AirPods in but I'm not listening to anything. Um, I do that a lot actually. I don't know if I just have sensitive ears or what but I really can't do more than a couple hours with my AirPods in um, playing music or podcast or whatever. My ears tend to get pretty like sensitive and sore and just uncomfortable so all that to say I think it's important to kind of listen to your body I think it'll give you signs about 
when it's kind of done with what you've been doing for a while and wants a little break. I think that's kind of like the beauty of figuring out how to be present. It's going to look different for everybody. And especially with this one, figuring out how much time you even have a day to give towards not being on a screen, even if it is just like five or six minutes, I think that makes a huge difference, putting that time aside for yourself to work on yourself. Recently, I've been doing leg drains after runs. Basically, you just like put your butt up against a wall and you have your legs um, leaned against the wall. So it's supposed to help with soreness, like reducing it because all the lactic acid that builds up in your muscles, um, like it pools up in your muscles when you're... Uh, standing upright so you kind of reverse gravity and allow the lactic acid um, and whatever else build up to kind of circulate through your body from your legs and whenever I was in a leg drain so the first couple of times I did it I only did it I think for like five minutes um, and I was on my phone the whole time but I started to like just set a timer on my phone and put my phone away and just kind of close my eyes and focus on my breathing or just like think about how the run went or sometimes even just kind of like have no thoughts and just be there. Um, and I think that that really helped me. It made me feel way better after a leg drain than how I felt after scrolling through social media. So even little things like that I think can make a huge difference. Um, some ideas for what to do during your non-screen time. Maybe you want to go on a walk. Maybe you want to make yourself a snack. Maybe you want to eat some food. Even I feel like talking with your loved ones like in person or on the phone is a great way to have some non-screen time as well. I think all of these things are helpful helpful to be aware of your own thoughts and feelings. Okay, next one. This is something that I haven't done in a while, but I read online and I agreed with it. So, reminding yourself of what you can be grateful for. Actually, in college, when I was, I was a part of the College of Public Health, like, student advisory committee, which is basically a group of students from all the different programs in the College of Public Health. We would meet with, um, like, different faculty and staff within the College of Public Health and just kind of give them our experiences with the College of Public Health and how they could improve or what they're doing well so for one of the meetings, they brought in three-month gratitude journals for everybody. So like everybody got like a little gratitude journal. And I, I thought it was cute. I was like, oh, this is so cute. Like, I'll try it out. I didn't really, I'd never really journaled before that in general. So I didn't really have any like prior experience. I just thought that the book looked nice. So I thought I would use it. So I used to keep it by kind of like my bedside table and every night before going to bed I would use this journal. It was very, very, very simple. Every page just said three things that I'm grateful for today. And then you could list down the three things, you know, there's space to elaborate if you wanted to or you could just write down three three things, which is mainly what I did because you know, it's before bed. I was kind of like, oh, I just want to go to bed. Um, but I would, you know, force myself to at least put down the bullet points for the three month gratitude journal so that I could be more mindful about going through my days. I think for me, it's very easy to forget even um, like what I ate yesterday. Like, what did I have for dinner? It takes me a while to think about like, what did I, what did I even do yesterday? 
And so I think that having this gratitude journal and forcing myself to kind of look back throughout my entire day and pick the three things that I'm most grateful for kind of helped me stay a little bit more aware, mindful, and, and present with what I was doing every day. And so at least for me personally, this was a really good thing that I did. I haven't done it as much recently, um, so that's something that I need to get back into. But it could be something helpful for you as well if you're like me and you kind of just like go through the motions of life sometimes. Um, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing necessarily, but I think it could be like it could be better. Um, and so having a gratitude journal might help with that. Number three, media monotasking. So I saw this in an article um, like a uh, what was it? it was like from psychology today I think was the website so just like an online article and at first I was kind of like what does that even mean so monotasking means consuming only one stream of media at a time and essentially what this kind of means together media monotasking is that there's potentially scientific evidence that there is like negative cognitive impacts of media multitasking which is using multiple streams of media spontaneously and i say that there's potentially scientific evidence because there is currently conflicting evidence um there are some studies that have found that there's cognitive like negative cognitive impact from media multitasking and there's some studies that have not found a significant difference between the cognitive impacts of media monotasking and media multitasking so keeping that in mind i still feel like for me personally multitasking in general whether it was with media or tasks that don't involve um like screens i tend to get very distract like i tend to get distracted very easily um, and so I never feel focused or like I'm doing, uh, like I'm being productive. And I think that kind of makes me feel like I'm not being aware or present in the moment and focusing on like one task at a time and doing that task really well. I think especially when I have my phone near me, when I'm like, let's say working on my computer or even just watching like a YouTube video on my computer, if I get a notification on my phone, then like I kind of have that immediate reaction of reaching for my phone and checking that notification and if it's an Instagram notification then I'm all of a sudden I'm scrolling through Instagram or you know somebody sending me a text then all of a sudden we're having a conversation and not that those things are necessarily bad but then now I'm not focusing on my video I and I like I have the video playing and I'm on my phone and I find that I do I tend to do this a lot I've been trying to reduce this by putting my phone face down um and avoiding looking at my apple watch whenever it buzzes with notifications i usually put my computer on do not disturb so i don't get notifications on my computer but sometimes i forget and so yeah it's very hard i think especially because every all of the my devices are connected it's very hard to ignore notifications sometimes i think that for myself at least mo media monotasking is something that i need to incorporate more because that allows me to more quickly and efficiently and effectively get tasks that done and just I think it allows me to be more productive and feel more like I'm able to give my best to whatever I have to do because I am more present and aware and focused um so yeah I thought that that was really interesting that there have been studies on this in general just because I hadn't really heard of it until I read this article and it's something that I've been experiencing, but I didn't know that there was 
a word for it. Um, I don't know if anybody else did before listening to this, but I did not, and now I do. Number four, breathing exercises or meditation. So technically, according to the internet, these are two different things. Breathing exercises focus specifically on how breathing feels in your body, while meditation is more focused on kind of training attention and awareness of bodily sensations, so how your entire body feels and not just your breathing. I had originally kind of thought that these were the same thing, but I guess technically they're not, so I don't want anybody coming for me, so that's why I was like, maybe I'll say either or, because they are kind of the same thing, but I guess they're not. But I think that breathing exercises or meditation is also really helpful if you just have a couple minutes or maybe you have 10 or 15 minutes to set aside to focus on your breath or to think about like how your body is feeling in this current moment. I think that's really a very like straightforward and helpful way to ground your racing thoughts and feel a little bit more present and aware of um, how your body is feeling, how your breathing is feeling. I one of my smart goals this year was to do meditation. I used to meditate. I I think I basically meditated probably about like 4 to 5 times a week. I used to meditate uh anywhere from 5 to 10 minutes before bed. And I actually so I foam rolled yesterday because I don't know I haven't run in a while because of the Canadian wildfires and the air quality in Ohio isn't the greatest. It's not as bad as like New York or DC or Philly, but it's still not great. And so I've just kind of been walking outside with a mask on. And I don't know, so I don't know why, but, but my feet have been really sore and my calves have been really sore. So I did a foam rolling routine last night and I did a meditation video after that. I fell asleep for like 20 minutes and then I don't know how, I just kind of woke up and then realized that like I had been asleep for way too long. Like I fell asleep during the meditation. Um, so, you know, that's not being super mindful and aware and present. So maybe if you're the kind of person that will fall asleep during a meditation, like if it's a meditation on your back, then maybe breathing exercises are better for you. Um, but regardless, I think both have great benefits. I don't have any experience with breathing exercises. I have really only done meditation. Um, but I love meditation. I follow a lot of meditation videos on FitOn, which is like a free workout app that you can download on your computer, phone, whatever device, um, and just follow those videos. I really like them, so I would highly recommend that. Okay, journaling. I think that, so I started my year off, <coughs> oh, whoa. I started my year off with the goal of journaling 20 times at least 20 times in January. So that was like my first smart goal of 2023 because I'd been seeing a lot about journaling like on TikTok and social media and like all these like clean aesthetic girlies were journaling. And I was like, you know what? I should probably do this too because I think this will help me with, you know, just life. I don't know. So I started journaling and at first I was just following prompts that I was finding online. So like five minute journal prompts and I kind of exhausted all the websites and prompts that I liked. So I started without realizing what it was doing free writing. So free writing is basically just kind of writing whatever comes to mind, whatever you feel like writing about. 
And I think this has been really helpful for me just because I tend to have a lot of thoughts in my head and it's good to just get them out on paper. But I think that either way, you're going to get the positive benefits of journaling, whether it be following prompts or free writing. I think that starting off with prompts was a good way to transition into free writing for me personally, because I didn't really know what to write about or what I wanted to write about. So when I looked at those prompts, it kind of gave me an idea of like, oh, okay, I want to write about this. And sometimes I'd follow the prompts. Sometimes I would kind of make my own prompt based on what I saw online. So yeah, I think journaling is one of those mindfulness exercises, I guess, or ways to be present that's very easy to do. You can write with a pen and paper. You can do it on the notes app on your phone. You could kind of make it work for you, create whatever journaling routine you like, whether you journal in the morning or at night or during the day. I typically journal in the morning, um, kind of before I get into all my tasks for the day. I try to journal for about five to ten minutes. Um, but and I don't journal every day. Like sometimes I just don't feel like it or I don't have I feel like I don't have time to which isn't actually the case because we always have time we can always make th- time for things. But sometimes I'm just like not in the mood or I just don't feel like it. And that's okay. You got to give yourself grace with all of these different practices for being present or being aware, or being focused or mindful. I think that's huge with um, kind of straying away from all those potential distractions that we have in our lives nowadays. It's important to give yourself grace because it's hard to create new habits, but once you create them, totally worth it. I think that you can make these mindfulness practices your own. Like I said, take what you want, leave what you don't want. There's a lot more ideas and courses and stuff like that online that I was kind of looking through. But these five were the main things that I at least have some personal experience with. So I can speak from personal experience when I say that I like these things and I feel like they help me at least. So maybe they can help you. Um, but I understand everybody is different. Everybody is going to have different preferences about which different mindfulness techniques or practices they like best. And that's the human experience. That's the beauty of life. And it's important to stay open-minded at the same time and try stuff out. And then once you've tried it and you don't like it, then you can try something else. But I think it's important to at least give this stuff a shot and see what sticks and see what doesn't. So... That being said, I know it's very easy to kind of fall back into old habits, but once you start kind of like consistently doing these things, scheduling them into your day to make sure that you prioritize doing these things, it'll start to feel like second nature. Like for journaling, I didn't journal at all until January of this year. I don't know. I, sometimes I journal twenty t- at least 20 times a month. But I haven't done that every month of 2023. I think I even took like a month long break at some point. But it's fun to to look back at my old old journal entries and see what I've written about and see what was worrying me at the time. Um, And it's fun to kind of continue that now. And like I said, I don't journal every single day. And sometimes when I journal, it's only for a couple minutes. Like it's just a couple sentences. So it's important to kind of make that stuff your own and like I said give yourself grace when it comes to these things if you mess up um, or quote air quotes mess up or don't follow any of these things to a T like that's okay it's not the end of the world you'll be fine it's 
I think more about your intention and your desire to be present, that will really help you get there. A little bit of an update on my SMART goal. So I did have a bit of a blip on Tuesday morning. So like I said, this has kind of been like my first week of working at F45. And I think that every, yeah, every day this week I've driven over there um, at like early in the morning. Um, And so on Tuesday, I ended up going in for a class at 7.15. And so for the 7.15 class, I try to get there around 7. So I have to wake up early for that. And I don't know, I guess I was just kind of out of it and I didn't even realize that I had taken my phone into the bathroom because so far I found the best way to stay off my phone is to just not bring it into the bathroom. But I just like mindlessly brought it in with me and then went to Instagram and I was like scrolling through Instagram, liking pictures, looking at stories. And then I think about five minutes passed and I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? I kind of like woke up from that. And I was like, whoa, oh no. Um, so I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget that that happened. But yeah, that's, you know, that's to say that I'm not always going to be perfect when it comes to these little rules that I've set for myself. But I think it's the intention that matters. And I haven't had such an incident again. Um, I've been much more aware and intentional now of bringing my phone into the bathroom. Um, so it is kind of scary to think that. Like, I didn't even think about bringing my phone in. I didn't even think about going on Instagram. Like, these things just kind of happened without my consciousness about it, I guess. And so that is kind of what I'm trying to rewire in my brain now by not bringing my phone into the bathroom with me. Um, So, yeah. That's all I have for today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I had a lot of fun talking with you guys. I think this is something that I really like, the topic of, like, being present and being aware and focused. I think they're very important things in life in order to do well, whether it be for work or other extracurriculars and hobbies and whatnot. I think just to be able to live, like, a healthy, happy life, you need to be present to some extent. And nowadays, it's very easy not to be present. It's very easy to to live your life on autopilot um, and like myself included. So yeah, it is interesting to talk about these things and think about how we can work to make ourselves like the healthiest, happiest version possible. Okay, that's all I have for today. Um, if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe. Is it subscribe? I think it's subscribe or follow is what it's called on Spotify or any other platform that you're listening to this on. Leave a five-star review if you like today's episode or any other episodes. Uh, Make sure to listen to last week's episode about if social media has desensitized us. I think the context of that is helpful for this episode, Um, but it's okay if you haven't listened to it yet. You can just listen to it after this one. Um, So yeah, that's all. I have for today. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Love you.